What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode 46 of Hit the Books, the podcast here to give you all the sports talk, sports news, sports gambling, you name it in sports, and we at Hit the Books want to deliver it to you. If you're new to the podcast, be sure to listen to us weekly and follow us on social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Those can be found in the description below or search us up at hitthebooks.pod or at hitthebooks underscore pod. This week, we have a full lineup for Yins, just Huff and I this week, but tons of good stuff in the NHL, NBA, MLB. And as we all know and are all super excited for the NFL, just weeks away, and we couldn't be more ready. Again, stay tuned each and every week as we break down each game each and every week. Tons of good stats, trends, picks, and more. Time to introduce the man of the hour, my co-host and dominator in the MLB this week, bringing our MLB card back thanks to Huff and Mackey. My boy, Tyler Huffnagel. Huff, give it to me straight. What's happening, buddy? What an intro. Where did that come from? Been working on it for a week. That, yeah. That's not much coming from me. I mean, it's going to be hard to one-up that, but not much coming from me. Like you said, been doing pretty decent on the MLB card lately. Obviously going 1-2 and two tonight. Uh, Cincinnati couldn't get the job done for us in the in the Field of Dreams game as that game just wrapped up as the Cubs win that one 4-2. to two. But, yeah, so like you said, no Mackey this week. He will be back with us next week. Lots of NFL news, some NHL going on, a little bit of NBA, some MLB. Going to dive into all four, so uh, let's get right to it. Yes, sir, Huff. Let's jump right in. NBA first. Kevin Durant met this past week with the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, Joe Tsai. Durant reportedly told Tsai that they need to choose between him or head coach Steve Nash and GM Sean Marks when talking about the future of the team. The Nets owner took to Twitter to say, Our front office and coaching staff have my support. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant having tons of power there in Brooklyn. What do we think of? I think it's obviously interesting that the, I mean, I don't really think it's too interesting that the, the, I guess it's pretty expected that the owner is going to come out and kind of back his coach and GM uh, instead of a player like Durant that's kind of been known to bounce around like this. But it's looking like I just keep hearing the the Celtics are going to be the favorite to land him. Um, it's looking like, like you said, it's he's going to get moved this offseason. And uh, there's always the ongoing joke in the NBA offseason when there's not too much going on. Kevin Durant just says something to shake up the news. And um, obviously this this past week a little bit bigger than uh, the past news that we've heard with Durant uh, with the trade talks with the Nets. But um, I'm hearing on every every basically sports you know media outlet that I'm listening to, or watching on TV, um, they're all saying the Celtics, Celtics, Celtics for Durant. Um, he really wants to play with Marcus Smart in Boston. Uh, I think that's an. I think he's more saying that so they don't include him in the trade. Uh, obviously, he wants to play with a guy like Tatum, but uh, I think he says a guy like Smart because he knows they have to give up Jalen Brown. So he's just saying that so they don't give up Brown and Smart. But you got you think Katie's looking a little bit on the return there, but. Um, yeah, obviously interesting what's going on with KD. Obviously, looking like his future in Brooklyn is going to be pretty short and I guess unsuccessful from the terms of what I guess the standards were when he went there. So, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I'd still like to see him go to like a Miami, but uh, it seems like he's really interested in Boston for some reason. Yeah, sad to see a short stay there for Durant, KD, in Brooklyn. And with that, the NBA announced Thursday that they will retire Bill Russell's number six across the league. Great man there, Bill Russell. What do you got, Huff? 
Yeah, they said uh, any players, like, uh, I think the only two that actually wear the number six right now are LeBron and Porzingis on the Wizards, and they said they'll be grandfathered in. They can wear it for the rest of their careers if they choose to. Um, I don't know about if they were to go to a different team, how that would work, but uh, from here on out, yeah, no one will be wearing the number six, and uh, I like I like when they do stuff like this. That's cool. I mean, basically, like, uh, hockey, 99. I don't know if there's any in football, but I just feel like, you know, obviously you got to be a pretty pretty high standard of an athlete to get your number retired. So um, Bill Russell gets it. you got to think maybe the next guy is Jordan, 23, or Kobe. You know what I mean? Kobe got both numbers retired for the Lakers. Like, obviously teams retire jerseys, but when it happens league-wide, I feel like it's something that's, like, pretty big. You got to think one of them's next. They got to be right if they're going to keep going on this path of. I'm trying to think. I don't know. If, I don't know if the MLB has any. Forty-two, Mariano Rivera. Right. Jackie Robinson. It's written forty-two. Absolutely. Well, with that, why don't we jump into some MLB? We got a good one. Juan Soto hitting his first home run with the Padres on Tuesday night. Padres have been struggling offensively recently, and he snapped their 26-inning scoring drought. Good move for them, and I wonder—I I don't know what game number that was for him, to be honest, but one of his early games there, so good yes. for the young boy. Seeing the seeing the early offense coming out of him and Josh Bell, the the trade coming over from Washington, um, immediate impact in the Padres. Obviously, like we said uh, a couple weeks ago in the past week. Uh, Padres moved themselves into a series contending position for the World Series. They're probably one of my teams that I really I'm rooting for them to come out of the NL. Um, I know Mackey's going to obviously stick by his Mets for good reason, but yeah, I'm hoping we can maybe see a Mets Padres matchup or Padres Dodgers. I think that would be really cool. Um, but I'm really excited to see what Soto and when they get Tatis back, uh, what this team is able to do at their full potential. I'm so excited to see this team. Like, I haven't been excited about a group of players getting together like this. these Padres, like Bell, like you said, Tatis, and Soto. I think they're a great group, and I'm kind of, I'm really excited to see them play. Hope yeah. they do well in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. Nigger guys like Musgrove, too, pitching. I like Musgrove, yeah. a performer pirate as well. So, yeah, I'm, always, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for San Diego. As am I. MLB playoffs coming up here shortly, only a month and change away. Yes, sir. Something to look forward to, along with the NFL. Hopefully try to get some coverage on both of those. Alrighty, that's all we got for the MLB this week. That being said, the NHL is up next. Got a few signings. First up, the Calgary Flames signed forward Jonathan Huberdo to an eight-year, $84 million extension, coming out to $10.5 million a year. What do you think about this signing for the Calgary Flames, Huff? Is that more than Kachuk got in Florida? Yeah. Kachuk got yes, nine and a half. So, wow. that's interesting. You gotta wonder if there's a little shot at Kachuk for wanting to leave there. They're like, all right, well, you want to leave? We'll pay the guy we got another million. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. Show them show they have the power. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, are right, you want to go play in Florida for nine and a half million? We're just gonna pay the guy that we got for you ten and a half million. So fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. I think Calgary robbed Florida in that trade. So I really, I, I really don't think Calgary's gonna have too much of a step down this in this next season. 
obviously the loss of Gaudreau and Kachuk, but you get a guy like Huberdeau in the lineup, like, he was a 100-point player last year, so, yeah, I, th- I think Calgary is still a top team. Uh, not necessarily a top team like they were last year, but they're still up there. They're going to be, like, a, they're for sure a playoff team, in my opinion. If Markstrom can hold the fuck up, like, I don't know, I hate betting on the Flames because he's so inconsistent, but he's so good in the regular season when they're at home. I keep saying I keep saying I can't wait for fucking football to bet on, dude. I just need some first goal bets. Dude, some first goal bets. I'm excited for the NHL to come back here. Dude. They're all going to come back at the same time. We're going to get plummeted with stuff. First, it's just going to be so overwhelming. First goals in hockey is the best bet. Two-leg first goal parlays. Oh. You can make so much money doing that. Or like when we go to the Penguin games, you got to take first goal. Yes, absolutely. That's the most fun. Penguins are always it's so favored though. Something truly root for early. They're always so favored at yeah. home. Right. It's a mess at home. Truly. Remember the one time we went to the Pens game against Anaheim and we picked Zegris and the Ducks to score first and the Penguins won one nothing. Yes. Do you remember whenever you put money on Malkin, Malkin to score the, first? Malkin to score first plus twelve hundred. <laughs> It Let's was, go. That was so didn't, much fun. Didn't we win one nothing that game too? Yeah, I think so. That was against the Rangers. Was it? Yes, because Mackey was supposed to come to that game. Yeah. That was a late season game too. That was good. Yeah, that was like March. Yeah. Who was with us? Cup? Might have been Cup. Andy and Dan, because Andy also had money yeah. on Malkin. Or yeah. He had money on someone else and didn't hit or something. Yeah, no, he didn't have Malkin. Yeah, I don't think he had Malkin. Poor Andy. Shout out Andy on the pod. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving forward. The Boston Bruins and forward Patrice Bergeron have agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth $2.5 million for the year. The five-time Selkie Trophy winner will return to Boston for a 19th season. Boston securing Patrice Bergeron there for another year. Do you think this is his last year? Uh, I think, obviously, yeah. I think the the signs are kind of like one last shot at this thing. Obviously, getting Krejci, too. Uh, him coming back over from the Czech Republic or wherever he was playing the past year, leaving Boston, uh, not... Obviously, this offseason, but last offseason, not being with the Bruins last year. But, uh, yeah, I think they're looking at this kind of like one last shot with the with the original crew uh, that they've had in Boston with Marchand. Obviously, there was talks about the the team maybe moving on and trading Pasternak at points throughout the offseason. I think that that trade talk has kind of died down. I think it's expected that he's going to be a Bruin next year at least. Um, and see what happens long term. They have Swayman and Nett. They have a really nice team up there in Boston. McAvoy and DeBrusque seems uh, to be happy there after requesting the trade early on in last season. Um, so I think I think Boston is still going to be a team that you're going to want to look out for. Yeah, you can never put the Bruins down. Always a contender. Always putting up a fight against our Penguins, especially. You can never put them down. Next up, we got Max Pacioretty of the Hurricanes. We'll have surgery to repair a torn Achilles. He was acquired by the Hurricanes from the Golden Knights on July 13th and will need six months of recovery, so we may not see him for a good portion of the season Damn. after this trade. 
I didn't pretty see big this. loss. Yeah, pretty big loss for the Hurricanes, I think, after picking him up uh, here in this yeah. offseason. I have I have a parlay, a futures parlay with the Hurricanes to win the Cup next year as a little sleeper team, but not necessarily a sleeper. I think they're going to be a team that people obviously are – they're only like plus 1,200, but you put that in a parlay, you get some like crazy odds. But obviously, yeah. I did, yeah, I did like – I think it's like a – Ten free to ten dollar free bet on MGM or something like, um or no, it's on Barstool. I can't remember when I did it, but yeah, obviously I have faith in this Hurricanes team. Getting a guy like Pacioretty, they got Burns, obviously two older guys, but they have um, what's his name in net? I can't think of the goalie. They have Aho, um, they have a pretty nice team there in in Carolina, so. I think good things coming from that team. Obviously, a guy like Pacioretty, you said six months of recovery for the surgery that he's getting, but uh, you get a guy like him back for the playoffs, uh, anything could happen. These injuries on the offseason coming out, I know we talked about it for both football and hockey, I believe. I feel you like know, he's always hurt. He, I think he's one of those guys that always gets hurt. That's kind of what I was getting at. But, like, you hear all these injuries that come out, and you didn't hear this until, like, very recently. And he's, again, one of those guys that gets hurt yeah. more often than not, I'd say. Yeah. And I'm surprised it took so long for it to come out and why it wasn't dealt with earlier. Because it doesn't – I didn't read that he got surgery yet. I was told that he was getting surgery. So, like – Yeah, like, unless this just happened. Right. And, yeah, and if it happened in the offseason, that's another whole other ball wax. But hard to say. Hopefully we'll find out more. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think obviously we'll have to see what happens with that. But six months—that's what we're in August. That's February. That's yeah. That's a ugh. It's a beater. Yeah, he's looking at least playoffs. Maybe a couple like last 20, fifteen games of the season. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully he can jump in and fit into the system. Because he hasn't even played a game with him. He's coming from the from from the Golden Knights. Yeah, he's totally a, different he's system. A, he's a good player though, so I agree. He'll I agree. figure. You gotta think he figures it out. A veteran, veteran in the NHL. He's bounced from now Montreal to Vegas, uh, now going to Carolina. So I obviously have faith in this team. So this is a bummer Heck for yeah. me, but obviously rooting for the Penguins. But threw a little bet with Carolina in there. There are some pretty dominant teams this year. I'm very excited for the NHL, as we keep saying. Yeah, I can't wait for the fucking NHL. I know, bro. I just need hockey and football season. It's the best time of year. I know. It really is. And, and like, having the playoff baseball, it's fun to throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good time of the year. It's yeah. a great time the of the year. The week where there's the World Series, the NHL's on, and then yep. on Sunday and Thursday, Monday, NFL. Best week like, of sports. Yeah. Oh. We're so close. Let's stick with these injuries, sadly. Goalie Robin Leonard is expected to miss the whole 2022-2023 season due to a recent find that he needs hip surgery. He's another Vegas one. Vegas Golden Knights announced. This is another big one, I think. Vegas Golden Knights relying on him pretty heavily throughout the past few years as you know, both a primary and a backup. What do you he, think? He's another one. Like He's always hurt. and like I yep. think He's a good player. I think he's a little overrated in my opinion, but... I he is, know. but he he's perfect for that Vegas team because they're all yeah they score six, they score six goals a game, so and they're such a high scoring team that they don't really need 
he just kind of gets the job done letting up two or three a night, and they usually win at home. So kind of they usually end the season with a good record. But I feel like, like you said, obviously having him and Flurry, it's looking pretty stupid to have traded Flurry at this point. Oh, they made the wrong decision. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as did, like, the Penguins. Yeah. Teams everyone's just keep, doubting the old guy. Teams just keep making the wrong move, trading Flower. It's crazy. He's had a hell of a career, as we said. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited to watch him again this year in Minnesota. Minnesota re-signing that deal, yeah. Great for him. He deserves it. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's one of the best fucking goalies of the past 20 years easily. Yeah. Three, three-time three cup champ. He was a huge part of both of those back-to-back cup runs. I don't give a shit what people say Matt Murray did. Yeah, no question. No question. Hate when people talk shit like that. But oh nine, he fucking uh, he could have easily been the consummate winner. He should have. It been. was Malkin. Malkin went off with all yeah, the points. Yeah, he did go off. He had insane amount of points. Those two hat tricks in the playoffs. Yeah. I'll never that backhander where he went around the net against Cam Ward when we swept Carolina. That literally is ingrained in my head. That backhand was one of literally the most disgusting goals I've ever seen. You know what I'm talking about? He comes around the net, yes. turns his back, and just roofs it. Yes. He's a maniac, bro. He was so fucking good when he was younger. I mean, he's still sick, but obviously when guys get old, it's just not the same. Absolutely. And our last point for the NHL, Jacob Truba has been named the captain of the New York Rangers. He's the 28th player in New York Rangers history to hold the title. He came out and said he was lost for words. I think a pretty good decision on the Rangers' part. Wish Mackey was here to comment, but Huff, what do you think? I mean, like I said to Mackie, I was a little surprised they didn't go with a guy like Kreider. Obviously, I don't know, Mackie didn't seem like Panarin was really in play for this. I think he just he's the best player. Maybe Panarin, Kreider. I forget who the other one Mackie said that he was thinking about. Um, do you remember? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, but... it's gonna It'll come to me, though. Fox, like even Fox. Make Fox yeah, a cat. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, especially Truba being a defenseman. Yeah, I don't know. Like, not a bad choice, but I think, like, Rangers fans would be a lot more hype when, like, the young defenseman that already won a Vesna, or not a Vesna, Norris is the captain. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's just my two cents. We'll have to see what Mackie says about that. Yeah, we will have to ask him here next week. Make sure to bring that back up. As we said, lots of good stuff out of the MLB, NBA, and the NHL. But weeks away is our bread and butter for the fall, the NFL, as we are extremely excited about the NFL, the NHL. Let's move into some NFL signings. First up, the Baltimore Ravens and kicker Justin Tucker have agreed to terms on a four-year extension worth $24 million with $17.5 million guaranteed. What do you think about this one, Huff? Justin Tucker, not a bad kicker at all. What do you think? Yeah, definitely one of the best kickers of the past 10, 15 years, however many years he's been in the league. But Boswell getting the new deal with the Steelers and then Tucker not far behind. I don't really remember the money exactly. I think Boswell got four years, $20 million or something like that. So Tucker getting a little bit more money. But um, two studs, Tucker, obviously you ask around the league, I think most people are going to say Tucker is the better guy. Um, I think statistically he probably is. And that's, I mean, dude's a freak. Both guys are really good, but um, yeah, good for him. Staying with Baltimore. 
They're they're Baltimore is another team that I'm really I think that they're they're value to win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, the price that you can get them at is a really good value, and I think it's contingent on Lamar Jackson's season next year. Um, but I'm also I think that he could have a really really good season, and I think Baltimore is a team to look out for. Yeah, and with Huff saying that, don't forget to join us on Week Zero our episode before week one, where we go over all the future bets we're liking for the 2022-2023 season for the NFL. So make sure you tune into that. Let's jump over to some news. Brown's running back, Kareem Hunt, has informed the team that he is requesting a trade, he said earlier this week. I think the whole Brown situation right now is just hilarious. So I'm just going to keep shit-talking the Browns until they prove me wrong. So... Kareem Hunt, I think, my opinion, I think he's going to go to Buffalo, um, play with the Bills, and be an immediate impact with that high-flying offense uh, with Diggs and Allen. Dawson Knox, they have obviously they're the Super Bowl favorites, and they land a guy, if they could land a guy like Kareem Hunt, uh, their odds are only going to go lower and lower. But I know Kareem Hunt's kind of had like a shaky past couple years with the obviously getting in trouble after he was in, or when he was in Kansas City. That's how he ended up in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He's been a very legit running back throughout his career, despite the, the troubled past, I guess you'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Having definitely some trouble in his past, but he's kicking ass with the Browns, but requesting a trade. And I think the bills is a great landing spot for him i don't want him to go to the bills i want him to go to the nfc and get the fuck out of the afc but i i agree i agree <laughs> yeah i but. think he's gonna go to the bills that's where a lot of people are talking uh, i think bills and what was the other team it'll come to me next up we got the bears linebacker raquan smith has requested a trade top landing spots for him are baltimore and denver what do we think about this linebacker in the Bears? Obviously, he's a, he's been a stud for uh, the first couple years of his career. Uh, the Bears and obviously a kind of just a shit franchise, if you ask most NFL fans. I think they would kind of describe it as that, which is such a shame because playing in Chicago and obviously the history of the Bears franchise being so good throughout the, the 80s and 90s or even earlier on. But just kind of where the Bears is at right now, I think a lot of these guys, you're seeing them kind of pack up and get ready to – request a trade like in the in Roquan Smith's uh tra- or uh, I guess you'd say scenario but the top landing spots like you said Baltimore and Denver I don't know uh, if one is more likely than the other but obviously out of those two I'm rooting for Denver uh both in the AFC but I do not want to see this guy in our division especially on a team like Baltimore yeah all right another trade another person requesting a trade there we'll keep an eye on that see where he ends up Back to the Browns, they're reportedly interested in trading for quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo if the Deshaun Watson six-game suspension increases upon the appeal by the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell. Uh, I saw some things they're looking at trying to get him a full-year suspension. Yeah. Huff, I believe you disagree with that, but no, I, th- I, th- I hope thinking. he gets the full year. Well, no, I know. I, I, I believe you agree. Thinks he, I think, I yeah, south, so but. did you see what he came out and said today? No. He'll take a he offered an 8 game suspension and a 5 million dollar fine to not have to miss the whole season. Oh. Wow. What did I say the other night? Yeah, eight literally. 8 games. 
Yeah, no, I was I was with you. I didn't yeah, think he was no, going to get the I full said, year. I, I'm just saying, I said, I think, I, I literally said, I think he's going to get eight games and a te- five to ten million dollar fine. Yeah. Jeez. Letting him off. I mean, he got he signed for two hundred forty million, fully guaranteed. That's what I mean. They're letting him off. He should. They, the NFL should come right back and say, just double it. Be like, ten. No, not double the game. They should. They're going to be like ten. No, the NFL wants a full season. They're going to mean They're going to be like, all right, we'll do ten or twelve games and ten million dollars. That'd be crazy if they did that. And moving up north, the New York Jets offensive tackle Makai Becton is expected to miss the 2022 season after fracturing his kneecap at practice on Monday. These training camp injuries, I feel like we might hear about a few more. What do we think? Yeah, obviously it sucks to hear a young dude. He was sick. I forget where he went to school. A high draft pick for the Jets. Uh, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but a team with like the Jets, a very young team, getting a, a coach like Sala another year with him. Uh, in the organization, Zach Wilson uh, coming off, you know, a decent year, I guess you could say. Not really good, but obviously a lot of people have faith in him after the news that came out with him this offseason. But um, I think there is a lot of good thing coming out of the Jets. They had a good draft with guys like Sauce Gardner, uh, Garrett Wilson. or um, So it'll be interesting. Um, but like you said, losing a guy like Becton on the offensive line, that's not a – not necessarily a position you want to lose for the entire season, um, but you know it happens. Like you said, might not be the he's not the first. He also might not be the last. But uh, you still hate to hear that stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. He went to Louisville, I believe. I think he did. Alrighty, yeah, that injury not so good. And another little weird point here, Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles told reporters that Tom Brady will be away from the team to deal with a personal matter until after Tampa Bay's August 20th preseason game. So Tom Brady's stepping away from training camp, it looks like, in practice until preseason. Yeah, it'll be, think? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this. I don't really think it's anything. Obviously, Brady, not necessarily the guy that you really need around at training camp. Uh, he's done it how many times? 22, 23 times. But... Uh, workhorse like Brady still wants to be there, so um, yeah, I don't really think it's too much to too much to look at. But obviously, it's Tom Brady, so it makes news. Uh, so I wanted to put it in here. Yeah, yeah, I believe I read it was a family matter of some sort. So hopefully everything's good. But yeah, you got to think with someone as popular as him, it get out somehow. Uh, absolutely, it always does. It right? will. Yeah. So we'll find out more about that. And the home of the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals will no longer be known as Paul Brown Stadium. The venue will now be known as Paycor Stadium. Paycor is a human capital group that has been headquartered in Cincinnati for over 30 years and has served as the team's official HR software provider since 2018. So another name change here. Heinz Field changing over to Akersher. Akersher and, and Paycor. Yeah, it's, two it's, big changes here. It's in so there. stupid. Eastern United States-ish. Cincinnati getting a little more central there, but... Yeah, that's so stupid. So dumb. Whatever. I mean, I don't really care about as much as Cincinnati, but I'm still pissed about Heinz Field. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And moving over to the West Coast, Sean McVay announces in his press conference Tuesday that he did sign an extension with the Rams. Details on that coming. With this deal, he believes it's looking up for the extension for the GM of the Rams, Les Snead. L.A. can rest easy securing these guys for a few more years. So some more good stuff coming out of L.A. The powerhouse is staying put. What do you think? Yeah, obviously the these guys put together a powerhouse team, like you said, for lack of a better word, and that's just about uh, what they are is uh, the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the defense. Uh, I mean, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, and they got better. Um, so I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Rams to repeat next year, but it's so hard to repeat in any league, let alone the NFL. So um, it would be interesting to see, but they they got most of that team back. I think they got, like, the whole team back. Other than Odell, I think Odell is the only, like, question mark. They got guys like Bobby Wagner coming in there. Um, they've only added dudes, so that's what's scary about the Rams offseason is they win the Super Bowl, they got better. So, like, you look like – was it last year that the Bucks won and they had all 11 starters return on both sides of the ball and everyone was like, this is the first time this has ever happened. This is a huge deal. I don't know if the Rams are returning all 11 starters, but they got better. they got to be pretty darn close if they didn't. Yeah. And they had guys like Bobby Wagner, the a top three middle linebacker in the, in the NFL. Like Rams are going to be scary. Yeah, I'm curious to see if a stat, like you said, that with the uh, the Bucks did it last year with the all eleven starters. If they're like, they got nine or they got a bunch. Of, yeah, know, but got, but the two but the lot. two dudes that that aren't the returning starters are Bobby Wagner and you know what I mean some other stuff. Right. They yeah. In. Yeah, which is fine. They yeah, great it's an teams. upgrade. Big big upgrades. Like, like I mean, you got to think there's a reason the Bucks didn't repeat, and that's the team that beat them was the Rams. Yep. You didn't change anything. Yeah. Got to change get stale yeah can always get better absolutely yeah, yeah and they're showing they're showing they're showing the highlights from this field of dreams game that look that field does look sick every single time i watch this game i totally forgot that game was on i mean i had the we had to bet on fucking cincinnati they couldn't get the job done uh i think the cubs scored what three runs in the first inning so fuck but yeah that field looks sick Yeah, I, I want to go to that game, actually. I wonder, when are they going to announce uh, the game for next year? I don't know when they announced this one. You know what I mean? Like last year? Right. Um, but you got to think it's kind of early, but who knows? Yeah, it's obviously early, but you got to think, like, obviously this year doing, like, Cubs and Reds. Uh, last year was White Sox and um, Yankees. So both Chicago teams are done. Or, got their game i don't know if it's kind of going to be like a chicago teams in it every year or if it's going to be uh, kind of like a winter classic thing and they bounce it around but i would i would hope so i would hope it'd be some more other teams it'd be fun i'm a no i really wanted the pirates rivalries. to be in this one because this is the, the, that's a divisional game like they're both nl central like the pirates right. could have been in this game that would have been, been awesome i mean no one else wants to see the pirates but right Little pivot there into the MLB, but let's transition back to the NFL. Taysom Hill, the Saints, is now switching to the tight end position. He said, things aren't up to me. I'm willing to do what I need to do to help us win football games. I love playing, and so it creates opportunities for me to add value and be on the field and compete. Some changes in the Saints organization here. 
by him changing position. What do you think, Huff? Yeah, I think obviously he kind of knows what's where his job's going to be at. Uh, if he kind of stayed a quarterback, he was going to be behind Jameis. And uh, the position at tight end in New Orleans kind of wide open. He's going to go and step in there and show he can be a utility player and kind of just get the ball in his hands and let him make a play. But a, a bigger kind of guy like that, so can take a hit. Um, I mean, I, I, I think Taysom's a pretty good player. Uh, he's not necessarily a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I'm interested to see what he does at the tight end position for sure. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to be pretty. I just love Jameis. Like, I don't like the Saints as a team, but I like a lot of their players. And like, I like Kamara. I like Taysom Hill. I like Jameis. I don't like Cameron Jordan, though. Like, I'm not a huge Michael Thomas fan, so like, they have some guys I'm not like the biggest fans of. They're a weird organization, I feel like. Yeah, I'm just like not huge on them. I just don't like their jerseys. I think it's that. cool that they're in New Orleans, like, but weird wax city to play in. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. And to wrap up our NFL segment this week as well as the podcast, this past weekend was the last weekend without NFL or college football until February of 2023. So we have officially entered the best portion of the year. We have made it. It's made it. It's here. It's here. I, it's time. I mean, it's preseason, but it's here. It's something. Yeah. We fucking made it. Now we're already looking ahead to a hockey season. It's like we just get one thing and we're just already looking ahead to the next, but... Uh, I can't wait for it's week never one. Ending. We're under, I think I said four weeks till the N- or till the NFL season. I think you're right. It's so exciting! I can't fucking wait. Yes, lots of good stuff this episode, episode forty six, wrapping up. A little bit of a shorter episode, but uh, like we said, no Mackie this week. Um, be sure to tune in for us. Yeah, we're gonna be wrapping up. Season one of Hit the Books uh, as we move into September, uh, we're gonna like Jesse said, kind of tease that we're gonna start a uh, our next season two of Hit the Books with a week zero uh, before week one of the NFL season, kind of like you said. But um, me, Mackie, Jesse are gonna be going over our futures bets that we're liking for the NFL season, uh, whether it's player props, win totals, Super Bowl bets, a matchup, whatever we're thinking. Uh, we're kind of going to rip through the whole sports book, whatever we're liking. So uh, definitely going to be an episode you don't want to miss. Might have a guest or two on for that one to go over some futures bets, get a couple different opinions. But, yeah, that's going to be the first week of September. Uh, we're coming down to the bit of season one to hit the books. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, stay with us. We'll be obviously big stuff coming with the NFL season and season two of hit the books. So, Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, that's all I got. Good stuff, Huff. Another great week in the books for Hit the Books. That's going to do it. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next week. Peace. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.